Before we begin today's episode, we want to let you know that the subject of suicide is brought up. So if this is a difficult subject for you, you may want to go ahead and skip this episode. If you are struggling with thoughts of suicide, help is available. If you are in the United States, you can reach the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline by dialing 988. Welcome to Who Are You, a CSI podcast. I am Lauren, and I've seen CSI through and through around three to four times. And I'm Nick, and this is my first time seeing these episodes. And today we are reviewing Season 2, Episode 6, Alter Boys. Original air date is November 1st, 2001. Director is Danny Cannon. Writers are Anthony E. Zyker and Anne Donahue. And I'm very curious what the Vegas score is for this episode. So our Vegas, I should actually have the camera. There was a lot of like interspersed Vegas yep. shots in this yeah. episode, I noticed. We have a 23 out of a possible 55 LV score. Okay, okay. All right, so right, um, right in the same range yeah. that it's kind of been yeah. in recently. There's, four, there's two scenes at the beginning. There's two other scenes in this show because there's a one of the plot lines revolves around the casino. So you've got a lot of the yep. those pre-shots. And so, yep. yeah, it's yep. a, yeah, it's it's one of the higher, like I'm not, anything in the 20s is pretty high. So far for this season. So that that's that's good. I say that, but like most of them are there. So yeah, that's kind of a normal range. There's a lot more, I feel like, this season interspersed scenes too. So yeah. Glad yeah. I made those changes. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. So we go to an officer driving down dirt road. He spots a car parked offside the road. So he stops to investigate. In trying to investigate, he trips down a hill. <laughs> yep. And he stumbles upon a guy burying a body, so he tackles him. <laughs> I, I thought the officer was going to be the person who gets killed. You know, they often oh, yeah, yeah, be yeah. like, yeah. this is how the person died, maybe, yeah. Yeah. Uh, scene. <laughs> I was like, oh, there's a, police, a dead police officer. This is going to be good. <laughs> yep. Nope. Nope. Not where we go with this episode. We then have Grissom and Nick on the scene. We learn that the person burying the bodies is Ben Jennings. And O'Reilly comments that he was caught red-handed. So, which is a great line because the it's like the I don't actually don't know where the real der- like source of that term comes from, but I always sort of associate with his like bloodied hands, right? Yes, which the literal bloody. Spoil hands. alert comes back at the end of the episode. We then go I, to oh my god, I did not get that. Oh, <laughs> wow! Yeah, mind blown. Even on there the we se- go. I would say even on the second watch through, but I watched the, my first watch through was two weeks ago. So that's fair. Yeah. You know, so we're coming off a bit of a hiatus. So. Yes. Yes. Welcome. Welcome back, guys. We're, we're happy to be here. Just oh, with yeah. the with traveling, it was very difficult to try to coordinate a recording session. So yeah. we're finally back in the groove of recording and refreshed and refreshed. We then we return to Chris and Nick. They are noting that the, so we go, we return to Grissom and Nick. This is not like the original crime scene. They don't think that this person was killed here. They think he was just being buried. Like he was moved here. Sarah arrives. They uncuff the suspect, like just on the side of the road to, to do their. They're process him. They're processing him. Yeah. They just, you know, don't worry about it guys like he'll he's fine he's not a violent criminal there's only two well actually at this time there's we don't know this yeah we don't know this at this stage so they do find some fibers they take shoe prints 
basic other the, the Shuprits actually never come back around no the fibers do for sure though so then so we go to our other storyline we have Catherine and warwick arriving at a casino slash spa they walk into the victim in a locker room she's like on one of the benches wrapped up in a bathrobe Towel? there we go bathrobe. Yeah. i think the bathroom yeah yeah so they end up talking to the night manager and pretty soon into this conversation Catherine realizes that the sash on the bathrobe was mostly tied by somebody else and so the night manager does admit to putting the bathrobe on her because she was naked prior and she wanted to like give her some decency and she also didn't want like the other guests to see her naked so she does admit to putting the bathrobe on her this night manager is real dumb yeah that early on they know that you did something and she just keeps lying just keeps lying we've this we've had instances on the show before it doesn't help you to continue to lie just tell the truth up front don't put yourself in jeopardy no especially for your job yeah like ugh. like that they they're not gonna go out of their way to protect you so not like go to jail you know no so we then return to Grissom and Sarah. They're with the body. They find flour on the victim. This becomes very important to the overall story, but this is where they initially find the flower. They also find fibers in the wound around his neck, these like yellow satin fibers. And they make the deduction that he was strangled probably with his own tie because he's in like, you know, like a nice dress shirt and a jacket, but no tie. Yeah, yeah, they don't have the tie Not, attached to you. Right, right. That comes. That also plays a very important role later on in the episode. Warwick and Catherine are back with the night manager. We learn that the victim is Shelley uh, Danvers, and this is when they they are thinking at this point that maybe she drowned in the jacuzzi, mm-hmm. and that is her cause of death. And the night manager is adamant, which to be fair, it does end up being true that she did not die drowning in the jacuzzi. Like that's not yeah. what happened to her. She has all the, uh, you know, earlier they showed that she has these, like red marks on her legs too. I, yes. I feel like they don't really spend a lot of time, spend any time on it, but sort of gives the idea was like, she like, in, you know, so she was in some place. Yes. Prior to being here. Yep. Yep. Grissom is then with Doc Robbins. We learned that their victim in their case is Oliver Dunn. And Doc Robbins is pulling 380s out of him or has pulled a bunch of 380s out of him. And but that's not what killed him. He died of asphyxiation. So their idea that he was strangled with his own tie. But possible. Possible. Yeah, it was kind of weird. I don't know enough about this, but it was kind of funny. I was like, both of those things basically are you dying from lack of oxygen to the brain? <laughs> Yeah, but I think there's probably other signs that, you know. Sarah enters. This is where we learn that the flour collected from the victim is from a pizza shop. Yeah. It's like very specifically used to make dough. Yeah, they make a big deal about what's called double zero flour, which is used in making pizza. It's probably the number one place it's used. But we actually have double zero flour in my house because you use it to make pasta as well. Okay. You use right. double zero flour and semolina flour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To make homemade pasta. I, was, I had to look it up. I was like, we use it fancy, for not pizza all the time. Fancy making your own pasta. Yeah. I always I always think about making my own pasta. And guess what? I never do make my own pasta. Because fresh, wet pasta is not the same as like like dry pasta. Yeah, yeah, There are yeah. different types of pasta. Yeah. 
but it's it's shockingly easy to make. The big annoying thing is rolling it out. So if you don't have a thing to roll it out with, yeah, and like a KitchenAid, yeah, I mean you could do it with like a rolling pin, but just buy pasta. <laughs> Oh, no, I mean, I buy pasta, especially because I buy, like, the protein pasta in an attempt to be, like, slightly healthier with my pasta consumption, so. I learned you can put that in Italy is now, is, like, illegal to put cricket powder into your pasta. Cricket powder is a high-protein powder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a lot of, I guess they they made it legal to sell, but it's illegal to put in pasta or something, or can't call it pasta if it has yeah that makes sense it in it or something yeah yeah but yeah it's good to put a little bug protein in your pasta you'll get a nice yeah. high protein kick. yeah yeah you know just getting those getting those bugs in my in my Kristen diet would appreciate he or, would or totally maybe not because you have to kill them i don't know yeah i think i think he'd still appreciate it depends whether or not they help him solve a murder yeah so the we move from the scene to grissom and o'reilly with ben in interrogation he lost quote unquote his gun <laughs> Because it's like his gun, like a gun registered to him shoots 380. So it like matches the bullets that were pulled from the victim. And Ben ends up admitting that he works for Dante's Pizzeria, but he's a delivery driver, Mm -hmm. which becomes important. I, this bothered me so much because like, it would be so easy for you to touch anything that any surface that has flour. Yeah, I know. Flour is one of those things that can get everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, Especially in like a store that's using it every day. I was like, I don't think this holds water, but I get what they're trying to get at. Yeah, I, I mean, get what they're, yeah. On the second watch through, I was like, yeah, they're just trying to set it up and yeah, sure. But like this wouldn't hold up in court. No, people, I don't think so. Uh, very quickly, somebody would come in and be like, yeah, that flower is going to be all over. The, like they would just go into like 10 pizza stores and swab yeah. surfaces and find flour. Yeah. Yeah. So Ben also slips up. <laughs> And says murders. Yes, plural. With an S on the end of it. That transfers us to the team scanning the area that they were in where they, you know, caught Ben burying the one body. They locate a body. They use, you know, they have like the ground penetrating radar. They, They locate a body. Grissom ends up talking to Ben for a little bit. And this is where Ben says that he's not a bad person. At first, I thought this extra body was going to be like old oh like from yeah, like yeah months ago or something no nope. did you just not notice the giant pile a of person dirt? person size disturbed Hole. area of dirt and how far do you think <coughs> if you're in the middle of desert hiding, <coughs> if you're in the middle of desert hiding bodies how far do you think someone's really going to move it around they're like oh i'm going to we don't want them to find two bodies if they find a body. Yeah, yeah. So we're better better this one a quarter mile away from the other one. I was like, I was that was like the that was probably the most farcical thing in the whole episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, they would just have dug one hole and buried it there. I also know from digging a giant hole in my backyard that the ground is pretty compact and when you dig it up and you try to fill things back in, you have way more dirt than you dug up. Right. And it yes. will settle over time. Yeah. So we then move to Catherine with David and Doc Robbins. And this is where we learn that Shelly did not drown. That was not her cause of death. She did not drown. She died of heat stroke. Then we go to Nick. He's digging up the second body. A priest approaches Grissom, who's also on scene. Spot the guest star alert, by the way. Okay, I was going to say this was maybe a spot the guest star for me, and I was just looking at his IMDb because I was like, this guy looks like he's really in, familiar. He's in so many less things than I thought. I think the thing I most 
know him from because he's got a few series under his belt yeah i don't think i watched much but i most know him from is the spider-man movies the toby Maguire ones he's in spider-man 2 oh uh, okay yep as yep. the as professor doc connor's and later, later spoiler alert turns into the lizard man in spider-man 3 and it's okay. it, it is quite the foil so that's i know but i feel like he's probably played like catholic priest role at least 500 times yeah 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 and like yeah. he's been in some other shows he's been in some other movies so yeah he's one of those guys he's yeah oh man his imdb list is impressive like it just keeps but he's not going. he doesn't have like one of those shows where he was like a series regular for five seasons and like everyone would know him from x yeah, yeah 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 this is the but penultimate have, spot the guest star we have two more spot the guest stars to go so two more I don't even yeah know I, have two more. I have i have two more so ooh, well ooh, yeah this is gonna what be this it's gonna be a record them, for spot the number well, of spot the guest stars in a single e- episode we have easily the biggest spot the guest star of all time in this episode fair yes Yes, we'll we'll, I think we'll get I there the, very we'll get there very soon. I think I hit the bullseye on that one. Okay, <laughs> so priest approaches Grissom. They're dusting the body. They find a wallet. They they ID this victim as Kenny Ramirez. There doesn't seem to be a connection between the two men because like you know they're different races. They're dip, like you know, but one of the connections is that like it's not a robbery for either of them. Like both of them have their wallet still, so it, yep. it doesn't seem like this is the result of a robbery. Uh, O'Reilly comes back around. We learn that they found the first victim's car off of two fifteen. Come to find out, two cars are actually there, and the other car that's on scene at this gas station is registered to a Ramirez. So connection found. Both of their cars are sitting at a gas station. Then we go to Warwick and Catherine with the friend of the victim who tells them that she was in a, she went to the sauna actually. Can I ask? Yes. Why did they transport the body in their own car when they could have transported a body in one of the victim's cars? Oh, good point. I don't know. That just occurred to me. <laughs> I didn't think about that either. And I was like, oh, I don't know. That's a good point. It's not like they couldn't have found the keys. <laughs> right. They were right there. Well, well, we'll get to it. But I don't I don't think who ends up being the murderer is like the smartest person on it's the true. planet. It's true. So we also learned that the two friends fought over a shirt. And Warwick and Catherine end up taking a notepad with hopes of getting confirmation that Shelley was in the sauna they're gonna get uh eric stone street uh guest star again once there's paper involved yes yes he didn't actually show it i don't know if he ever i feel like this might be he might be done so i think we might be done so but i could be i could be wrong i could be wrong we're then with nick and sarah at the gas station the attendant didn't see anything because he was out on a joyride basically with his friend his friend got a new car took him out for a ride and then when he came back he checked out the cars because they were just sitting there with like doors wide open at at this at the pumps he saw blood but he hosed it down because it grossed him out yep so we have a lot of people just messing with crime scenes in this episode you don't know what that blood is from you know some hobo cut himself yeah yeah so he hosed he hosed it down no no big deal we move to grissom inspecting ben's car the priest arrives and the priest pegs grissom as a lapsed catholic because he refers to him as father, which is so funny because we, I mean, if you've been listening long enough, you know that we like live and grew up in the Northeast. And so Catholic is a fairly predominant Christian religion around here. And so when he said father, like I didn't think twice because yeah, that's obviously how you 
address <laughs> a priest is by and calling I, him father. And I grew up Catholic, so for me. Yeah. Like, oh, I did too. So yeah. I was like, oh, I was like, yeah, duh, obviously. And then when he's like, oh, you're a lapsed Catholic, like, you know, most people call me reverend or, you know, and I was like, oh, minister, minister yeah. you know, and I was like, oh, right. Like, I was like, it is us Catholics that call you father. He says the Romans always call me yeah. father. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this is where we learn that. The priest thinks that Ben's only, or like, you know, one of his only negative quality is that he wants to please people. And Grissom can't seem to like understand how that can be a negative because Grissom just has to be unironically Grissom. like Grissom sometimes for no reason. But as they're talking, Grissom is using Luminol. He's spraying it in the car to show a heck of a lot of blood in the car. Like the seats are just covered and blood according to the luminol so that does not leave the priest feeling great but he leaves grissom to his work oh i just answered my own question in my head mm, okay because because the person who committed the murders wanted this car to have blood in it yes yes oh yeah because he wanted to yeah yeah we'll get there we'll get uh, there we'll get there well pretty- no well done csi i don't think i got that but that was sometimes I, I make sure I give them credit where credit's due. Yeah. Yeah. Work and Catherine are back with the night manager. They have proof that Shelly was in the sauna, which is just a note that she left herself, which to me that is she... not proof that she actually physically got into the sauna. It's just that she wrote down that she had an appointment to go into the sauna. Correct. Well, she no, she wrote down that. She just said the like, sauna, sauna 8 p.m. or and something. And then wrote down a time. Yeah. Those things could not even be related to each other. People sure. often take more than one note on the same piece of paper. Yes. Oh, gosh. My my poor notebook in here just gets gross yeah. with me writing things in different columns. But, but again, they're lying and saying that she doesn't even have an appointment to be there. Yep. Yep. But they're letting her know that they keep the sauna perfect temperature for heat stroke, 182 degrees. Jim Brass arrives and adds fuel to the fire by stating that Like, no one checked in the sauna after 7.30 p.m. Like, they're supposed to have, like, you know, every 15 minutes, a member of the staff is supposed to go and check the saunas, but that... That seems like a lot, by the way. Um, it's not. No. It's not. I can, I can see that. It sounds like a lot, but I can, I can see it. I mean, I guess if you have somebody working there full time, it's easy. Yeah, Especially if you know, when you know someone's in there or not. But I've definitely been in some hotel saunas. And nobody's ever checked out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't think this is yeah, a regular yeah, yeah. practice at, yeah, yeah. at places that have saunas, but, you know, it's manageable. And so then we see, we get a flashback and the night manager, like, found her in the sauna. Like, yep. the night manager comes in, she goes to check the sauna, finds the victim in the sauna. We're then with Grissom, Sarah, and Nick in an evidence room. The bullets pulled from the victim are from the from the two victims, like, you know, Matt, they're all the same from the same gun. And that gun matches Ben's gun. I think, or they think, I think, Oh, I think again, I think it's like the caliber of the bullets. Cause they don't have the yeah, gun yeah. at this stage, but the fibers that they pulled from the victim do match the fibers from Ben's car. Yeah. And, but Grissom is, is telling them that like, great, but you haven't proved murder. You've proved burial. You proved that he buried these people but you have not proved that he is they have killed them but but nick especially is pretty firm in thinking yeah is pretty adamant in saying that like no we got the guy we have the evidence and so he convinces grissom to file charges 
like to go to the DA and say like we have enough evidence to 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 charge this person. Now, do you think that if they hadn't done this, that they somehow could have later not passed that evidence on? Or no, would they just had a little bit more time. I think they would have just had more out? time. Okay. I think I think so. I couldn't quite understand what the episode was if they were trying to imply that this was like a inflection point and that maybe if they hadn't done this i mean i think the idea is that they shouldn't i think the idea is that they shouldn't have right like nick at one point says i think we made a mistake by like pushing grissom to file those charges yeah so i do think we are supposed to take it as a mistake but i i don't know like someone's gonna come asking hey yeah where's all the what have you figured out from this case you can't be like Oh yeah, we have a whole bunch of evidence of this one guy, but we don't think he did it. Yeah, but we don't the think he's the like, murderer. That's my job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So at the end of the day, would it would it have really changed the outcome? I'm not sure. sure. Yeah. But Warg and Catherine are like walking out. They're done. Case over. And Jim Brass intercedes them and says, like, well, he's going to go see Tina alone then because they had a cat fight. Over a guy named Jeremy. And so Jim Brass wants to do some some talking to Tina. Classic so, Jeremy. So I know. Screw you, Jeremy. So we're then with Grissom. He's at a computer. Nick's in the room with him. They're, and Grissom wants to look deeper into Ben's character. Which again, Grissom tells people to not get too invested in cases. And then yep. gets very vested in cases himself. He's also like using that as a euphemism unnecessarily. Yes, this is. Also I feel true. like he's supposed to be foreshadowing, like looking into his past. Yes, yeah, and so yeah. we learn through his searching that, like you know, Ben has some crimes, but they're all like petty. They're nonviolent, you know, like pretty pretty minor things. But his brother Roger has a whole list of violent crimes. So yeah, and this is where Nick. You know, after Grissom leaves, this is where Nick admits that they might have been wrong to file the charges against Ben. I'm a little, like, put off, but there's a lot of, like, jump to conclusions, judge a book by a cover to this angle. (laughs) But it does pan out, so I guess... It does does pan out. It does. This this is one where it is fair. It's okay to use that to look for evidence, you know, but you should be careful about condemning somebody out of the gate. I agree. I agree. You You need a little bit more than... They've done some bad things in the past. That doesn't necessarily mean like, yes, it's a higher likelihood that they will repeat, but it it's not a guarantee. Grissom and O'Reilly are then at the jail with Ben. Grissom is asking about his brother. We quickly then move on to Grissom and O'Reilly at a pizza shop where we meet Roger, our second spot, the guest star, a one Jeremy Renner. Famous, uh, famous Avenger. Jeremy Renner, aka Hawkeye, but also many other things. Many other things, yes, but Ooh. probably, probably best well known for playing Hawkeye, though. Including surviving universe. a horrendous. Uh, oh my gosh! Snow grooming accident, I guess is the best way to put it. Snow. Yeah, yeah. Um, plow accident. But he's doing great. Yeah, he's like thankfully has recovered. Yeah, and but in this in this episode. He's not a lovable character. There's really yeah. there's really nothing endearing about him in this He's because very, he looks very shady. He acts yes. very shady. It's it's quite good. Yeah, oh, he does a great job. And he very quickly puts the blame on Ben. Ben did it. Like Ben Ben did these murders. And then we see a reenactment of the murders as if Ben was the killer. Yep. 
so we see at the gas a, station at the gas station we see a reenactment of the of the killings as if ben was the one who committed them this brings us to sarah and nick at a trailer park they're in they're going inside of a trailer we are to assume that it's roger's trailer sarah finds dry cleaning which is very strange because obviously dry cleaning is an expense and you know again, money money was not flowing again that's i know people yeah. want to spend money on what they want to spend money on no but, i mean like oh this is they're like oh this is a low income trailer yeah couldn't yeah, possibly yeah. afford couldn't dry afford, cleaning yeah. yeah but they they do find like a spot of blood on the shirt that's in the dry cleaning bag and then nick finds a gun mm-hmm. in a barrel out like right like outside a fire the trailer pit barrel. yeah like a fire pit barrel finds a gun in there brother walked into jail so we see roger being walked yep. walked into the jail some real stank guy going back and forth yes some pretty pretty intense glances between well more so roger just giving daggers to eye daggers to his brother and his brother being like what, what's up I think, man? I think he believes them that his brother ratted him out i think he does yes and then christmas firing you know test firing the gun nick walks up and then the gun jams the gun jams yes this is important and then sarah is with greg sanders and sadly the dry cleaning like baked in the blood and like they cannot like greg sanders cannot definitively say that it's blood like he can't get like the hemoglobin to like to to show up in the testing so like anything about like blood type or anything that would have been identifier to whose blood it was yeah gone so grissom and nick are with the ballistics guy he is saying that the barrel has been altered somehow so there's no way that he can great match match yeah he can't he can't match the bullets to the the barrel because the barrel has been altered have we had a whole like firing pin thing before yes we did in the in the coffee shop where like the five people were killed i was my one thought like didn't they have like a way to like combat this if someone also changed the barrel on their gun once yep it's gonna come up before yeah yeah but they don't they don't go to that trick and this is when they realize that the the guilty brother is probably gonna walk Mm -hmm. like the one who actually did it is probably gonna walk because they're they're not finding any evidence to tie him to these crimes so roger gets bailed out or like you know get gets let out he's like dressing again kind of like staring down his brother leaves and this is where grissom confronts roger one of the times that he confronts roger and tells him that the bullet jammed in the feed and that's why he had to use the tie to strangle the second victim is it was out of necessity because he said it was either out of entertainment or necessity that you would like switch your mode of killing and in this case it was out of necessity because the Mm -hmm. the the gun jammed i i always got the feeling i got the feeling in this scene that it was like the way he looks at him was kind of like or maybe it was both yeah like (laughs) maybe i enjoyed it as well yeah, he he gives off skeevy vibes in this in this scene for sure. So Warwick, Catherine, and Jim Brass are back with Tina, and this is where we learn that Shelley actually went into anaphylactic shock. And crazy enough, she has a shellfish allergy, mm-hmm. and Tina ordered two bowls of lobster bisque, but like pureed lobster bisque, so the victim like wouldn't. 
I feel like seafood tastes like seafood you would have known you were eating and like like it gets delivered i don't know do you ask like what's in i don't know yeah people with allergies are very that's what i was like no this doesn't make any but But it's your best friend you know what i mean yeah you trust them yeah like you would trust maybe should probably trust my sister although also if it's really your best friend they should probably have a better idea of how dangerous you're you probably had told them stories yes of like how yeah because she so we'll so the the conversation continues on the same notepad that the sauna was scheduled was a note from jeremy for drinks at 10 o'clock and tina was hurt that he asked for shelly and not for her and we see like the actual reenactment of shelly like going into anaphylactic shock in the sauna um and then dying of a heat stroke you know and i I thought shelly in that scene i was like oh do i know like could have been like a spot the guest star. Mm. That person doesn't even have a photo in their IMDb. Page. Oh, <laughs> so definitely like not a spot the they're, guest they're, star. They're in their credits. They and then I realized I feel like whatever like that scene they like reminded me of Marissa Tomei. I was like, well, it wouldn't have been like Marissa Tomei. It was just like a weird shot when they show her dying, and I was like, I was like, oh wait, is that? Do I know this person? I was trying to figure it out, but then I would look at the IMD page. I do, however, oddly know a person with that exact same name <laughs> oh okay it is, it is also not them. yeah it's not that person yeah and we learn in this conversation as nick mentioned that her intention wasn't to kill her friend she just thought she would like get a rash and she'd have to like stay you know in the room with her mm-hmm. and as nick mentioned if this is your best friend you should know the severity because it's one thing to like oh yeah, if I consume some of this, it's going to be really annoying for me for like a little bit, but like it's, you know, I can pop a Benadryl and I'll be okay versus I could literally die from eating. And this. it's it's terrifying, but accidents happen. So those become big moments in your life. You tell yeah. stories. Yeah. You know, she probably had an EpiPen. Right. Like these are things that you would know, at, you know, being one of her best friends. So that wraps up that storyline. Except we, they don't charge anyone, as far as I could tell. No, no, no. Jim Brass says that they're going to arrest her. Oh, okay. Jim Grass goes, we're going to, like, Mrs. Miss Cross, or Miss Crass, or oh. whatever her last name is, like, we're going to, you're under arrest. So she yeah. is arrested for her friend's murder. We then go to Grissom eating. Sarah walks in, lets him know that the DA wants to talk to him. And we hear and we see a newscast about charging Ben mm-hmm. for the murder, which is what the DA probably wants to talk to a him about. A little montage shortly after, right? Yep, yep. Grissom is then with the DA, which is our third okay. spot, the guest star of this episode. That's why I thought it might be. I I don't know who this person is. This is Sasha Alexander. I know her from NCIS. She was Caitlin Todd. Uh, so she was in 50 episodes of NCIS as Caitlin Todd. Uh, she's been in a few other things as well, but that is definitely where I know she's, her. She's the in most that show where Zoe and Iles personally. Like oh, yeah, yeah. Something episodes of it. Oh, okay. I've like, never seen I that show. I remember that being advertised on TV, and that's funny. Yeah, I never saw that show, but I, I primarily know her from NCIS. So this is our third spot, the guest star. So as he's talking with the DA, we learn that Roger brought in the tie. Chopped off the tie. Thought maybe thought maybe it would be important to the Apparently, case. They didn't do a very good job searching his trailer. Evidently not, because he hid it somewhere. Or his pizza place. Or yeah, yeah. Know. This brings us to Grissom with Ben, and he's almost 
begging Ben to tell him like how his skin cells, like how his epithelials got on the tie. Like you need, like you need to explain this to me because like this does not look good that, you know, your, your skin is on the tie. And this is when O'Reilly tells Ben that his brother is framing him. Like he doesn't understand. He doesn't quite get it. And then we see a reenactment where Roger asks Ben for the tie. Like, oh, I like that tie. Can you grab it for me? And so Ben takes it off the victim and like runs it through his hands as he's like pulling it off the victim, thus getting his skin cells all over the tie. And they're letting him know like how long he might be in jail, like his his possible sentence. And he's he's saying that he doesn't think he can do that sort of time. Like he doesn't, he doesn't think that he can manage that, which transitions they, us. Oh. They make it sound like they would even potentially give him the death penalty. Yes. But they, originally they say like they'll, the, your best choice, a uh, chance is life without parole. Yes. Yeah. And so this brings us to a scene where we see like the papers being filed. We hear like kind of muffled background voices saying like guilty on all counts, life, you know, we're, we're kind of seeing the paperwork and the, and hearing the process happening. And then we go to Grissom entering a church. He sits down with the priests and he admits that they arrested the wrong brother. Like he knows that they arrested the the wrong brother. And then he and the priest have a conversation about, you know, religion in Grissom's life. And Grissom believes in God, but he doesn't believe in organized religion. But the priest points out that he still suffers like a Catholic. Like that, that he hasn't, he doesn't think Grissom has been, been able to um, shake off. We then have a quick scene with Grissom and Catherine talking about like spa safety, like they're gonna, the news is going to call and Grissom basically just has to give a little note that this was like an isolated incident and you can still go to spas at the casinos and it's not a big deal. And then after Catherine walks away, we see like a flurry of activity. We see all these officers running in the background and kind of hear them like shouting. And then Grissom follows into the jail, which I didn't realize the jail was like right there. I don't, it's a very odd setup. Yeah, it's not like the prison, right? This is where you hold people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So they they run in and we, I will have put a trigger warning at the beginning of this episode because this is this is a tough, this is a really tough scene. So, but here's, here's your warning again, <laughs> even though I'm going to have put one at the beginning of this episode. He used his own teeth to like slit his wrist and he bleeds out. He dies, and Grissom is left with blood on his hands. Yeah. Well, also, his the brother's hand is now red. What do you mean he, the brother's hand? He is... bled all over his... Yeah, his own. His own hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The caught him red-handed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is the, the rather <sighs> jarring end of this yeah. episode. I have, I have two major things to say about the scene. The first is there's there's a really interesting notion here where... Through the episode, I was thinking, like, I was expecting the priest to say something like talking about how God is the final judger of men. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. at the end of yeah. the day, like, that's that's who, who knows the real truth or whatever. And so, like, in the eyes of, like, a very devout Christian or Catholic, like, life in jail is but a blink in the eye of eternity in heaven, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's sort of like the, the selling point of religion. And... But when he kills himself, he can, you know, in the eyes of traditional Catholicism, condemns himself to a life in hell or to eternity in hell. Yeah. And so the one sort of like saving grace for him would have been, you know, he he, he sort of rubbed himself on. And I was like, I feel like that was very intentional. Right. Yeah. yeah, They they, they show the religion iconography a lot. 
I think you're led to believe he's a quote unquote good Catholic believes. Yeah. 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 And so he would know all these things. The other thing is I really don't feel like he should have felt so done for. Like I know he could easily have felt that way in the moment, but I think practically he had a lot better chance of getting off than maybe they would like you to believe. Because, I, but, I, uh, but I think they kind of set up throughout the episode that he's fairly gullible and yeah. he's probably he's not very street smart and he but, he might not have had the wherewithal to think rationally about his situation. I mean, they never even gave him a lawyer. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> they talked to him many times without a lawyer present. Yeah. yeah. Why would he? Why would he need a lawyer again? Lawyer up, friends. So like lawyer, lawyer up. Like a lawyer, hopefully, would have been, could have been around to explain that to him. So it's it's extra tragic in that sense, right? Yeah, yeah. Because like is like in his mind, he he had nothing left to live for, but yeah, you know that wasn't even known. No, and I mean they could have called Grissom as an expert witness to tear apart his own evidence. You know? Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's it's really is a very sort of tragic end to the story. Oh, I don't sure. think we've really we haven't really had anything like this in the show. No. No, this right. is this is very jarring. And so was, I think they did a good job with that part of the episode. Okay, well, that is a good segue into, Nick, what did you overall think of this episode? In general, I didn't like the episode that okay. much. It, it, had, it was okay. The B plot was really distracting, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think this could have been a single, a single storyline episode? No, I just think they could have had a better B plot. Okay, fair. Okay. You know what I mean? Yep, like, yep, I, I yep. just... It just wasn't that good. There wasn't even a lot of it, that much evidence in it. There was there. It wasn't like I feel like I have better appreciation having now just recorded this podcast. Like you know things you've pointed out or things we reviewed, being like, oh yeah, they did do an okay job here, an okay job there. Yep. So, but I on on the whole, it's probably in the lower end of episodes for me. Okay, that's right. I actually it's tough to watch. I feel yeah, like. it's a tough it's a tough episode to watch. It's not. It's definitely not like on the campier side. Uh, I overall like this episode i i agree with you like storyline b meh like i know yeah. it doesn't really add anything it, it's just like kind of a throwaway secondary storyline but you know i like I, I like a the fact i like yeah i i like the fact that they're this this is kind of one of the first times that they show you like really show you the consequences of their actions because usually it's just like okay well we solved the case and we move on this is like one of the first times where it's like here's how like what we did on the case directly impacts yeah somebody i think that's a, an important yeah. one from this yeah. so the truth is it's probably more like in the middle of the pack because it's like storyline a is not that bad is not in of itself bad it's just i feel like the the episode has some other sort of like pacing problems mm. and, and, and different things that i just felt it was like I remember the first time I watched it, I felt like it was really hard to watch. Yeah, yeah, I, I wasn't. I wasn't being pulled into it, so yeah, yeah, it yeah. was missing a few things, and then and and some of that could just have been. I feel like I was really checked out from starting to be the whole time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, I kept waiting for something to go on, and it, as storyline bees go, it's not like the you know, it's not like it's terrible. They're never really too too good. I mean, the best episodes they they do they are, but like so yeah. So maybe we'll put this somewhere. In the lower end of the mid pack, okay. rather than yeah. say, the mean, lower we'll, end. We'll see. Episodes. I mean, we're only we're only six episodes into yeah, season two, so we have we have quite a quite a bevy of episodes. It's no left. episode. I don't know what it was. 
It's no airplane episode. It's, it was no airplane episode. It's better than was. Wasn't there already? I think I already have a note. This yes. is an airplane episode. Yes, we did. We did. And this is um, definitely not an airplane episode. So, so it, it's better than that episode. So for it's, sure, it's in the top five. Yeah. So we'll we'll see how we feel about next week's episode. We'll be back next week with season two, episode seven, Caged. In the meantime, you can find us on Facebook at Who Are You Colon a CSI Podcast. We are also on instagram threads and twitter slash x at who are you csi pod and you can also email us at who are you csi pod at gmail.com but otherwise we will talk to you next week no spoilers no spoiler